0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Nerd Factory Reboot Game Talk. This is the last Game Talk of the year. Um, The next episode will actually go live on 1st of January. So, pretty weird. I mean, imagine bringing the new year with a new Game Talk episode. I don't know if I want to do that or not because i'm pretty sure many people are on holiday or they're having fun with their family so maybe i won't make an episode for that date but after it why not so regardless of that um well anyways um we have this final episode uh we also have anime talk which uh will only be dragon ball super um because My Hero Academia and Jujutsu Kaisen are on a break. Because, well, you know, New Year's as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll only do uh, Dragon Ball. Even though I have the leaks um, to the new chapter. I basically read what it's about. I saw the pictures and, you know, it's thanks to a certain someone on Twitter. Who we all know. I'm not gonna say. (laughs) Because I'm afraid that. You know, maybe they will get reported or something. But yeah, I read it and it's pretty cool. But I'm going to wait for the real thing before I can, you know, say anything. But I'm still surprised that it's out there somehow. I don't know how that's even possible, but it is out there. Well, anyways, <clears throat> let's get into um, the whole video game stuff because, well, this... This particular episode is just for video games. So, in the past week, we had some of the weirdest things happen. For example, Square Enix announced that starting that Wednesday, (laughs) right now it's also available, that Wednesday, PS Plus subscribers who previously redeemed Final Fantasy VII Remake via PlayStation Plus will be able to upgrade to PS5 version of the game for free. Yay! episode intermission the dlc featuring Yuffie Kisaragi will be 25% off for a limited time. So Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. I mean for those of you who kept saying like why haven't they done this? It's so bad. They should have done that. It's this. It's that. Look, I still stand by um, their decision not to allow upgrades because well I for one I was someone who actually bought the game when it came out. So obviously, yeah, we deserve the upgrade, sure. But then came the fact that you know people who didn't buy the game got it for free because of PlayStation Plus, they were like, hey, why am I why am I not getting another version of this game as well? Why should you? It's the same debate with Mortal Shell. Look, if you got it for free, don't expect again to have something else for free. Okay? It's not like that. It's not that easy to simply say, hey, I got this, now I want more. You can't. And to the fact that, you know, they basically decided to say that, okay, we'll give you, but, you know, after this long wait, I think it's actually a very okay move. I mean, sure, I understand that right now they're like basically like, you know, they caved in, but, you know, I, I would say that at least enough time has passed for them to make any kind of sale they wanted so they don't care anymore at this point but honestly i i'm not really a huge fan of doing that like yeah it's not exactly that easy to simply say that hey you get it for free wow how many people are in this service holy crap millions we're gonna give it for free when we just launched the ps5 version hell no (laughs) that's the thing don't expect it But still, good for you if you got to play it, if you got the intermission for 25% off. Pretty cool DLC. Awesome, actually. Um, I really loved it. And um, I think, I don't know how much I actually paid for it. I'm not sure exactly. So I'm not going to say any number because, you know, since I bought it on PlayStation, I cannot see the price. But I gotta say it was a pretty cool DLC. George R.R. Martin recently tweeted saying a few years back, Hidataka Miyazaki and his incredible team of the game designers, the creators of Dark Souls video game series, reached out from Japan to ask me to help them create the backstory and history for a new game they were working on. Referring to, obviously, none other than The Elden Ring. According to him, he basically created the story and did the backstory and stuff like that gave them ideas and that was pretty much it well they did the rest of the stuff i would like to say mr martin while i understand that you're i don't know let's say a famous writer i'm not gonna say a great writer it wouldn't hurt to finish the book that you started in 2009 it's been many years and to my dismay and many others, it's been so many years that you basically just said that Hey, I got a TV series out of this, I got millions? Screw the book. That's exactly what she said. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like seriously, you should have released a book by now. Even if you wrote one page per day, it would have been finished. In fact, it would have been finished 10 times. Why? Why is it taking so long? god knows but he's saying like things like yeah it's uh you know we have this we have that like this this many manuscripts 1500 pages this and that okay you took 10 years it would have been finished by now if one page every day so no excuse mr martin but unfortunately i cannot support you i support the game i love the game i played the network test and i think that it was absolutely amazing blew me away But you, no, no, man, sorry. You're not the kind of a guy that I want to support right now. Continuing from that, employees at Ubisoft, they say that, you know, they have never seen a wave of departure like the past years. Apparently, there's been so many reports going around saying that Ubisoft has a very toxic environment, that sexual allegations have been made against them that basically they harass people this is nothing new by the way we heard many things in the past about ubisoft ceos or you know people in power having to you know harass people and i don't understand how it is still a thing how still people like you know not only, why do you work there if this is such a toxic place to work, but why doesn't the rest of the industry industry care? This is weird to me. Like, honestly, the industry doesn't seem to be caring. And I hate that. When I see this happen, it's just heartbreaking. Because I see that most of the industry, most of them, are just basically going to Twitter and saying, wow, that is so bad. I feel so sad. Okay, moving on. They do this exactly, places, sites like IGN, GameSpot, they do the same thing, they just post something on Twitter, or anywhere else, I don't know where, but they post it and they're like, okay, we talked about it, what do we do? This is not talking about it, this is basically saying that, okay, I'm just copy and pasting this thing, or at least, you know, writing a very small piece, just to say that I did my part, you're not doing your part. Your part, my friend. Is basically putting these guys, putting these things out there, talking about them in a very, you know, uh, open fashion, right? Like, talking about them and basically condemning these people. Saying, like, you know, you guys did a bad thing. It should be that simple. How is it not that simple for these guys? Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I don't think I will ever understand why these guys are just you know not doing anything i mean if you guys really want the world to be a better place or blah 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 you could have actually done a lot but again you're deciding not to oh boy continuing on from these things and you know I would love to do something, but the fact remains that, unfortunately, my podcast is not that big to get it out there and, you know, put these guys on the spot and say, hey, why are you doing that why are you doing this it sucks that this is the case, but if it, but I'm doing my best, I mean, I'm trying, so hopefully, you know, maybe I can have the chance to make a little difference. Embracer Group has acquired Dark Horse Comics, the third-largest comics publisher in the US, with over 300 IPs. The funny thing about Dark Horse is that Dark Horse is the publisher of Berserk in the West. And many people are wondering if Berserk is now in the hands of these guys or not. We don't know. Right now, uh, I'm one of those people who doesn't really know if this is the case if this has happened because the thing is that you know we unfortunately you know uh, well you know obviously the creator has passed away creator berserk so we don't exactly know how the situation is going to go like you know because they're publishing the west do they have any stake in this or they don't so we we honestly don't know but you know this has happened anyway Um, also Ratchet & Clank has won PlayStation's own Game of the Year. So PlayStation PlayStation had a 2021 PlayStation Blog Awards where Ratchet & Clank won the award for Game of the Year. Pretty awesome. Nice. Congratulations to Ratchet & Clank. As for my own Game of the Year, well, honestly, if it were up to me, I'd definitely go with It Takes Two. I'd say that nerd Factory's uh game of the year is without a doubt uh it takes two so <clears throat> congratulations <laughs> it takes two uh, continuing um we heard from final fantasy twitter account that final fantasy 6 pixel remaster is going to be uh launched on, uh, in february 2022 And this is what they said. They said, in order to bring you the best experience possible, we are allowing the necessary time to apply final polish while finishing development of the game. We will be adding new items for those that pre-purchased the game individually or have purchased the Pixel Remaster bundle on Steam. We are looking forward to sharing the final title in our Pixel Remaster series with you all early next year and we hope you you are looking forward to it. Okay, so, if you are that excited for it, you will have to wait just a little more until the game launches. And, uh, <clears throat> I- I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great game. So, I mean, I-, I don't know about these pixel remasters, like, you know, how will they work or what's the main difference between them and the ones we already had. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's still going to be good. I mean, the game is really awesome. Final Fantasy VI is one of the best ones. So... Obviously, it's going to be good. I mean, even if it's supposed to be just the same game we had with updated, I don't know, maybe a little bit graphics, like, you know, upscaled or things like that. I'm cool with that. I mean, I don't want it to be, like, you know, so different than what we have. But still, we are not sure exactly what they will do. So, anyways. Game Reformer recently uh, showed their their cover, the next cover uh, for the magazine. And it is... horizon forbidden west which looks amazing like you know there's a panel where you know things are really nice looking and you know, so green and the other side things are just you know in a bad shape like a huge storm so <laughs> pretty pretty cool picture you can actually go on to twitter or anywhere else and search it you can take a look at it and be like wow that's so awesome uh, we also heard the rumor saying that playstation plus January games have been revealed. Unfortunately, until now, we don't know exactly what what is the game, uh, what are the games that are going to be uh, released for January, but this is the supposed list. I don't know how true it is. Some people are saying that it comes from a very reputable source, but uh, again, this is the list. Deep Rock Galactic, Dirt 5, and Persona 5 Strikers. Dirt 5, of course, is the very popular... The racing game that came out when the new generation of consoles launched and it caused so much controversy just because you know of the graphical differences and things like that, and having the moniker, um, you know, saying that uh, this was what was it optimized for uh, Series X? So, there's that. Uh, we also have Persona Five Strikers, which is an amazing game. Especially if you have played Persona Five, you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. And Deep Rock Galactic, I'm not sure exactly what this game is, but people people who played it on PC are saying that you know, it's a pretty fun game. It's so um, it's so cool, and you can like I don't know. They said something like you know, it's co-op and you know something like Terraria in our game called that. So awesome i guess so pretty cool pretty cool i mean you know um honestly it, it, it sounds really cool so i don't know we gotta give it a try but you know, there's so many games right now that i'm playing i'm not sure if i have the chance to play this one but i would love to play it so also Yokotaro um also made a video to say basically happy holidays from the near team and he also said that the near is finished nears the series is finished and uh that basically they're not making any more games and uh you know basically sorry i mean honestly after all these games after all these things that he has done he's created so many Great near games near replicant replicant version one blah blah blah. We had the Dragon Guard series, which actually gave birth to near Nier automata, which was an amazing game. If you haven't played it, play all of these. There was so much. I you know. Did, if, did you know that you know, Nier near also you know had a daddy daughter version, whereas the version we got was brother sister. And I I, I remember the you know, near replicant version one point blah 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 that i played you could basically switch to near himself the you know daddy version and it was pretty awesome to see that especially the soundtrack was so good but that's for another day <laughs> and uh, you know also just to you know tease you guys uh yokotaro actually said on the in the video that he said that you never know i might do more if i get a big old pile of money He's joking, I'm not sure if he wants to actually do it, but given the fact that Nier is now really popular around the world, especially after Nier Automata and then we had Replicant, I'm not sure if Yokotaro or at least Square Enix wants to let go of this series, but I hope they continue it somehow because it's one of my favorite uh, series. I mean, it's really, really good. I never knew this series even existed until I played Automata, And then I started, you know, watching the YouTube videos, reading about it. And I was like, wow, this series is really good. Why hasn't it, you know, been noticed by people? Why isn't it bigger? So I'm actually really excited to see that, you know, maybe this will get continued. Game Informer also released five New Horizon West, Forbidden West images, which looks so good. But I have a small uh, gripe with it. Aloy always seems to have a hair that is shining. And that, to me, is not exactly something that is normal. Like, when she's outside, alright, fine. They say that Aloy has her uh, own son, basically, that walks around and gives her that kind of effect. But fine, but one of these images, she's inside a dark place. How does she has? How does she have that kind of, you know, bright thing on her hair? I mean, nobody else does. So this this makes it like you know she's kind of a messiah. I can now say, hey, I'm here. But still, the images look fantastic, amazing. I mean, wow. So let's see. Oh yeah, also Bandai Namco has released um, their company calendar for 2022, and it includes some new art for Colonoa. Uh, there have been some Colonoa related trademarks as well. And, you know, they're saying that maybe this is a hint that they will be coming back. In these images, you can also, you know, see Tales of Arise as well, which looks really cool. And uh, honestly, I haven't yet played it, but I'm really excited for it. I mean, I will after I get through playing Kingdom Hearts. My God. I bought the... Actually, my girlfriend bought me uh, all in one package as a gift. And the games are way too many and all of them are way too long I'd be playing like god knows how many hours just to see what the third game was all about and you know sometimes the games are really hard like really who designed this there are times I know especially in Kingdom Hearts I had to just go grind out at least a few levels just to be able to fight and I will say this because you know I'm not ashamed of it but I didn't fight Dragon Maleficent you know head on. I actually got up to those vines or whatever you want to call them, roots, whatever. I got up to them and just waited it out until Donald and Goofy could bring her down and I would just come down and hit her her on the head like bang, she's dead. What the hell? Like seriously, why are the bosses so difficult in this game? And I started on normal. God help those who played it on Proud. I mean, if you did it on Proud, oof, you are a genius. Okay, let's see. Contin- oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know this existed, but still. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's something that you know was really cool that I saw. Oh, by the way, did you, did you know that Uncharted actually released a new trailer for their movie? And in this trailer, things looked really, really good. Much better than what we had seen previously. And believe it or not, um, something... Even cooler happened, we actually saw Sully with his trademark mustache. And I was like, wow, that is pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. So, yeah, uh, we saw Sully with his trademark mustache. We saw Nate and Sully um, dressed up just like their Uncharted Free counterparts when they first met. It was a pretty cool, um, let's say, you know, easter egg. Because, you know, that is not exactly how they meet. Um... You know, so it was really awesome seeing them, and, uh, it's a pretty cool trailer. Just go and watch it and, you know, have fun, because, you know, it's, it looks good. It doesn't look as good as it should, and I don't think it will, like, you know, break the curse of video game movies like Sonic did, but I think it'll be a pretty fun movie. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I'm not exactly 100% behind this. I'm more like, okay, I'll give it a shot, but... Hopefully it won't be as bad as Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. A movie that I will not be talking about because of how terrible it looks. And I haven't yet watched it, but you know, seeing reviews of people, I mean, it doesn't make me want to watch it. But I will probably give it a chance to see what it's all about before the end of the year. Another part of news that should go hard for you guys, It Takes Two creator Joseph Forrest has said that he rather get shot in the knee than include NFTs. He recently said, whatever decision you take in a game where you have to adjust the design to make the player pay or do something that makes you want him to pay money, that is wrong. I gotta say, Mr. Joseph, you're an amazing person. I mean, I don't know how you got to be in this industry. I mean, I think we kind of know, but you are a godsend. Not only have you made so many great games, including brothers, and it takes two and A Way Out, but you're such a great person, and uh, you're real. I mean, when I saw A Way Out, basically, and I played it with my friend, I had the best time possible because of the story and the way it worked. So, sir, you're you're amazing. Keep on doing what you're doing, and keep on doing it this co-op thing that you're doing. And honestly, I'm super excited for the next game. Whether it might be another co-op game or not. But sir, hats off to you. You are amazing. Now, according to Game Informer, we have some new details regarding uh, Wolf Among Us 2. Now, this is what they said. They said that it, it is set six months after the original. It takes place during winter all over New York. It is in full production. Scripted Script is finalized. ...and motion capturing is underway. And, apparently, Unreal Engine has helped them streamline things a lot. So, it's really exciting to see that, you know, we're finally gonna see Bigsby again... ...because, you know, I love the first game. The first game was so freaking good. I cannot wait to see the second one. I mean... Jesus, there's so many questions that need to be answered. And, honestly, I hope it's just as good. And since this, you know, because... This is a, one of the few games that the first game was so good that it's so hard to imagine how it can top itself. But I'm hoping that they basically create you know something that goes way beyond what we had because you know honestly I'm I'm really excited for it and I hope that it lives up to the hype after all this wait after all this shenanigans. I I think it will. I'm very positive on this. I think it will. But still Show us something, please. Now, this is <laughs> this is basically something that would make you, I don't know, laugh or cringe. But the Cyberpunk 2077 director said that there are no police chases in the game because he says that the upcoming Sonic Open World game and Elden Ring don't have police chases. He cites GTA and Watch Dogs, as the only two games he can think that have those systems. First of all, I'm not sure if he was joking or not, I mean some people say he's joking, some people say he's not. But still, making a stupid statement like that, when your game is still in terrible state, is not a very good idea sir. Especially when you're talking about two games that are fantasy, and obviously they don't have police, let alone police chases. And then compare it to uh, saying, "Yeah, these two games that happen in the real world have police chases. Why should we?" What the hell? I mean, look. Even if it is a joke, don't make a stupid joke that can do this to you, like make people even angrier at you. Why? Why would you do that? Do you really want people to hate you? Like seriously, don't do it. I don't. I don't really get it. Why does someone want to be hated by people. What would be the point? Don't do it. And honestly, he just said a very stupid thing, but still, wow. It took guts to say something that stupid. And if you didn't know, Final Fantasy VII Remake has been touted as the worst PC port in a long time. And honestly, I haven't played it on PC. I obviously played it on PlayStation 4 when it came out. Then I played it on PS5. Again, when it came out, got the trophies and you replayed the game. Just to see how cool it looked. And it looked awesome. But the photo mode sucked. But honestly, seeing that, you know, uh, people saying that the port is so bad. That even the strongest uh, graphic cards out there, 3090 uh, from Nvidia RTX has issues that makes me think that okay this is unoptimized as shit and it's not just only that apparently in a recent trailer that amd talked about their graphic cards they said that their top of the line graphic cards can handle god of war with 57 frames per second on ultra settings why exactly i mean how unoptimized this game has to be the game that basically ran on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 cannot maintain 60 with the strongest graphic cards out there, which, as far as I'm aware, while it's not exactly in the levels of 3090, it's something like, you know, 3080, but super. Like, one step below and one step higher than that one. But still, 57! Look, I know that the Ultra probably features native 4K, it features... Um higher model textures. I, I'm not sure if they do, but if they do, I would still say why can't you achieve 60? If you're that close to it, 57, just optimize it a bit a bit even more to reach it. I'm not sure if God of War actually features ray tracing. If it does, I would say that's fine. I'll I'll say fine. It's okay. But if it doesn't and still struggles to get to 60, that's not good. It needs more optimization. But still, that's it. This was the news for um, this week. Not a lot of news, unfortunately. (laughs) So, just wanted to say, guys, thank you for an amazing year. This year started off pretty weird uh, when I wanted to do the podcast, I did so many episodes. In the same old fashion, um, individual episodes for individual games. I know the you know schedule was very erratic, uh, but the fact that you guys listened to it meant a lot. Uh, I took a break, of course, until I came back in July, I guess, and um, again we continued. So so far, this has been um, such an amazing ride for me. I met so many great people. I met so many um, great uh, podcasters who helped me out in this journey. And I just want to say thank you for this amazing gear, honestly. Because even though I'm, I don't have the same audience I used to have, the fact that there are people who keep listening in every week is just amazing. Thank you for your support of this podcast. It means way more to me than you'll ever know. And I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. This will be the last Game Talk episode until 2022. So thank you, guys. And I hope that this past... um, I'm not sure how many episodes it's been so far, but I guess it's been 20 one yeah this is 21 i actually thought i would reach 24 but 21 episodes i hope this past 21 episodes 21 weeks actually you guys enjoyed it and it was a good ride for you all thank you for joining me and i will see you guys next year stronger than ever and hopefully with a much better uh content for you guys to enjoy thank you guys and happy new year Bye.